Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Have you ever gone to a farmer's market and found yourself perusing tables, baskets, and bins filled with fruits and vegetables that you've quite frankly never even heard of, only to go home with the same stuff you always buy at the grocery? Or do you see a bunch of words that you don't even know what they mean? Sustainable, organic, chemical-free. Well, we're here to dispel some of the mysteries that you may have had around going to the farmer's market. So, meet you at the table. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Well, hello. I have been looking forward to this episode for a long time because I have some really important people to thank. I would like to give a thank you. This is your shout out time, friends, to our highest level of supporters that have just hit a year of supporting us through through our partner, Patreon. And so I just want to give a very big thank you to Bob and Melinda of Seymour, Indiana, Cassie of Spring Hill, Tennessee, Jamie of Huntsville, Alabama, and Marianne of Midlothian, Texas. Four different states represented. Midlothian. And again, we could not do some of the stuff that we're doing on this podcast without you guys. That's so right. thank you. Thank you for your dedication and just the... Um, sacrifices you've made to to participate in that way. And if you find value in these conversations and would like to find out how you too can support us, plus the awesome perks that we give out to our patrons, you can check out patreon.com slash steelmagnolias and we will link to that in our show notes. Awesome. All right. So Today, we're talking about farmer's markets. Yahoo! But hold up. Stop. I have something I want to ask everyone to do. Okay. (laughs) Will y'all stop what you're doing for just a moment and take a quick screenshot on your phone of what you are listening to? And then share that on your socials to invite your friends to join us at the table. That's great. Brilliant. Good job, sis. And tag us at Steel Magnolias Podcast so we can see it. That's brilliant. Most of you guys Won't are listening on a phone right now, so that should not. You'll just save it to your screenshots and put that up. Share it on your on Instagram your, or Facebook. Yes, yes, yes. Good idea. Okay, farmers markets. Sorry. Okay, back to so that. fresh produce is the best. So you can yes. taste it in what you're making, or if you're just eating it 
freshly washed. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not even cooking it. Um, it is so different than store-bought. So it's fun to go to the source yeah. being the farmer. And there's so many reasons why we're going to get into. Uh, I confess, I often come home from the farmer's market with donuts and local honey. <laughs> so I, I've got a long way to go in regards to opening up my horizons in foods and vegetables and fruits even that I'm wanting to bring home to my house. Well, I get tickled. I for you know, farmer's markets now have food trucks and all of that. Like that didn't used to be what the farmer's market was. Oh my gosh, no. But now we have all this already prepared foods as well. Well, So that's very different. Yeah. And I think everybody, once you start going to a farmer's market – you do have your people that, yes. you, that you fall in love with. Yes. So I'm not saying, you know, it's not good to be in a rut in that way. That's great. I'm just saying I have a lot of branching out to do. Because, I mean, I love I love any of the berries, any in the berry family, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries. I do love those. I love peaches. Oh, man. There's I'm, I'm talking like about stuff juicy that's peach. Yeah, peach. in season. I love any of the jams or honeys or anything canned in that regard that I've had from the farmer's market. But I just, I just haven't branched out enough. So this... Well, there's even... Yeah. This stretched me in good ways. Okay. Yeah. Well, I had fun. I always have fun doing research on these podcasts, but you know, I love to cook. So food's just a fun subject. Um, But, you know, there are a lot of words that you hear around farmer's markets that I even wanted to kind of go into a little bit of that, if you don't mind. Sure. Like, what do all these words even mean? sustainable? And yeah, what's... And some of them, I think, are just fluff words anyway. I remember in regards to... (laughs) Well, really, like in regards to food in general, I remember hearing that the words L-I-G-H-T and L-I-T-E really don't have any, like, definition. Okay. With the USDA or anything. And oh. so people will say that because it makes you think, oh, it won't be as fattening. Right. And it really may not have an, two calories less. Because I have light lemonade in my fridge right now. Made you feel good buying that. Sure did. It? I didn't do it. Ca- and maybe comparison. it is a little less refined sugar right. or something. But I'm just saying, I think there's a lot of words that don't have definition. Yes. That are out there. But some of them do. Yes. And um, since you mentioned sustainable, that word... There's like actual, I didn't go into the weeds with it, but there's actual bullet points of what sustainable even, you know, what you criteria you have to meet to be sustainable. Okay. But the gist of it is environmental, ethical, and economic standards are all good. Okay. So they're thinking about the environment, the ethics of how they treat the animals or the you know vegetables or whatever and um so that's what okay if you hear that word sustainable they've they've had a few boxes checked in criteria (laughs) they met um things like local I mean the reason that's important when you hear that something's local now that even has different definitions in some states that might mean it's under 400 miles that doesn't mean that it's like from up right. the road. Right. But still, um, when it comes to food, particularly, I'm just going to use the example of a vegetable, it starts to lose nutritional value once it's cut. The moment it comes out of the ground or so yeah, once off it's the cut, off, yeah. yeah, then the decline begins. Mm-hmm. So if it came from another country 
or the other side of the country. By the time it gets to you, it's already on the decline, right? That's a good point. Yeah. And so if it literally just got um, cut two days ago, that's better. Sure. Absolutely. Um, In fact, side note, I had dinner this past week with somebody who lives in Columbia, South America. Okay. And she brought me some coffee and she was like, this was just picked two weeks ago. No way. And I'm like, come on. This oh, is going to be, gonna so, be good. so good. Wow. <laughs> because that matters. It you know, sure the does. freshness of things. Um, so anyhow. That's When cool. you hear local or fresh. Yeah. The definitions may vary on state yeah. to state and things like that of what is local. But yeah. it's going to be better than whatever came from the other side of the country yes and local in a farmer's market sense you're probably standing there with the person that Who is grew it pretty close to it you yeah know, maybe they didn't pull that out themselves but yeah. they know enough and and they were able to drive to that market so they're close enough yes they're local yeah for sure and obviously in regards to honey it really matters that yes. it's within a few miles for the pollination to be like help you with your allergies and all yeah. of that yeah anyway um, any other words? Organic means no chemical fertilizers or pesticides. Right. And fair trade is another word you hear more in regards to coffee, coffees, and um, well, different even products, um, non- even clothes. Cotton yeah, I was going to say non-perishable goods. Yeah, so that means um, fair payment, no mm-hmm. child labor, good working conditions. Yes. Yeah. And if you've heard any of the stories of what's not fair trade. Um, it's so horrific that once you know that that's going on, you should have a little bit of guilt <laughs> if you continue to buy. I'm just saying, like buy from a source that you know. Yeah, that is, it might be ten year old operating. In yeah, mine in India. You know. Yeah. Anyway, so we went to the farmers market together. Yes, we've, we don't get to do that much. You know, got one that's really close to both of us, and so we went together a couple of weeks ago and. We were purposefully looking for produce that we've never heard of in order to strike up some conversations with the farmers and just to try new food. So um, can I go ahead and tell them what the first one was that we did? Okay, we bought two different ones. First one we bought was called Badger Flame Beets. They were orange with green stems, kind of looked like a short and fat carrot. Yes. You know, like... They were much more full. Like the shape of a beet. Yeah. Like full, fuller at the top. Little plump. Yeah. Closer to the stem, if you will. And then kind of like almost spiraled down. They were, they were kind of funny looking, but they, um, I'll put Instagram pictures up this week (laughs) for sure that you guys can see and follow along. They of course were in the beet family and we paid $4 for a bundle of six of the badger flame beets and so the farmer we spoke with said you can grill them or you can roast them and we opted to roast them in olive oil and just a little salt and pepper on 450 450 degrees for like I think I had them in there for maybe like 12 or 15 minutes and they were so good so good that even (laughs) Philip enjoyed them my husband husband. Philip that does not like vegetables he even enjoyed them my only thing is I wish there had been more right on the bunch yeah but that was so good. Yeah. So they were sweeter than I expected. Yes, I would not even, bitter. I would almost put them in the sweetness of a sweet potato, not the softness of yes. a sweet potato. I, w- I can see that. Yeah. But the sweetness. 
of a sweet potato. And that farmer actually said that these were created by a chef. Oh, that's right. Who was trying to get a lot of flavor. That's right. Remember? Yes. So I Googled it later, and it's a company we mentioned in our Heirloom Seed episode. And now I can't remember the company's name. Root Root 7 or Root, I don't know. Okay. R-O-O-T. Yeah. Anyway, um, I found that that's where, it's that group that actually came up with this particular one. That, yeah, that's also fascinating to me when people are coming up coming with, up with hybrids and all of that yeah if that interests you i'll link in our show notes to the heirloom, heirloom seeds, seeds episode because if this is of all interest in the seeds, you'd enjoy that one too go back and listen to that one so yeah anything else you would, would well, say well i just that think one? it was a joy to talk to her and yeah. it wasn't you know it was also it was kind of fun to even go with that attitude of let's see what we've never we don't even know what to do with because we've never seen it and yeah. just ask yeah I guarantee you, you'll find something. There's so much produce out there. Yeah, you're going to see some kind of little variety you haven't seen or you're not familiar with, more than likely. And I just think the amount of time that these people spend in the, you know, working the land and the just even the time and efforts that they put into farming. And they picked their bre- their varieties for a reason, so they're going to want to talk about it. I was going to say, it. what a blessing for somebody to actually care enough to be like, what would you do with this? Yeah. How would you serve this at dinner? You know? It's <laughs> yeah. just like, you care about me? Like, yes. You want to know? You noticed my little batch of flame beans? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that one, I would give a thumbs up, and I would buy that again, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know how long they'll be in season, but we went in July. Yeah. So That's so season. fun. Okay, and the other purchase we made that we never heard of was so pretty. It was so pretty. A... I've had it a second time, and I still have a few more. Okay, fairy tale eggplant. They're little, y'all. Tiny little eggplants. I would say they're like six in, five to six inches. Uh-huh. Yeah, some were a lot bigger than the others. And they're like purple, but mixed with white. They have like little white streaks yeah. down them. Not like that dark... I think of a dark eggplant color, like a yeah, dark purple. purple. It's like a lighter. They were like so feminine looking. So cute. Honestly. Um, so pretty. I'd actually love to decorate with something that looks like that with my gourds in the uh-huh. fall. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes, I'm so sure pretty. they're not in season that And because they're little too. It's right. not like it's going to take up a ton of room. Like they would be the per- uh, fun so for a little tablescape or something. But yes, we also were told that they would be good um, grilled or... We ended up roasting them. Well, I grilled them the other night. You too, did, and okay. They were fabulous. Okay, so did you? I forgot to do this on the roast when I roasted them, but I think I was actually supposed to when I halved them. I was supposed to put them face down. Oh, so that the that's how purple side them. was up. Yeah, that's how I grilled. Them. I didn't. I just plopped them on the that's okay sheet pan when I was roasting them. So I don't know if that would have changed flavor at all, but that was a pretty mild flavor tiny yeah. tiny little seeds yeah and no bitterness um i heard that they were if we had like cooked them more they would have almost been creamy yeah so when i grilled them face down um that is it was softer like yeah. than it was when you roasted them a little bit softer but i just even like the size of it because they're so small they grill quickly mm-hmm. you know it's not like it had to go through a lot of thickness right and um yeah it was wonderful i just grilled chicken and those next to it 
Yeah. So that, that was wonderful. pretty easy. Yeah, I ended up putting these little um, fairy tale eggplants next to our badger beets and some Brussels sprouts. I did a, just a just sheet all pan together. of all of that. So it all went in olive oil, salt, and pepper. Very easy, mm-hmm. and I thought it was all good. Yeah. Easy dinner. Um, but, and this came in a, like, just how you would see strawberries in a little small handheld, like, little yes. basket. I don't know, little what carton. You call that little carton. Yeah. Um, and it was overflowing i can't remember that. what we paid for that though i was going to tell people but it's going to vary it was five to six, five it was five or six i think okay so yeah so that was the two that we tried i would buy both of those for sure again and yes. use those but you know what i thought was funny i didn't even realize this till i started doing my notes how much purple is out there right now Oh. So think about it. We saw purple bell peppers. Purple peppers. Yes. Who We didn't try them, but she said they were mild. Yeah. They had yellow, purple, and green peppers. So pretty. That was interesting. We saw purple whole peas. Okay. Yes. We saw purple carrots, which I, you I know. Love those. I, I love, love those. Just rainbow like a, carrots. <laughs> is that what they call them? Uh-huh. I was going to say tricolored, orange, <laughs> yellow, and purple uh, carrots. Um trying to think if there was anything else purple oh cherokee purple heirloom oh yeah which tomato. they're reddish but kind of going into purple but they're called that's cherokee true. Pur- that's my favorite color so if you love purple right now you go need to, to your farmer's farm. market <laughs> well one thing i want to make sure that i don't forget to say because this is, just blows my mind there um the usda reports that for vegetables at your that you're purchasing at the grocery store yeah 14 cents on the dollar goes to the farmer. Ooh, this is such a good statistic. I've never thought about this, but that's a really good statistic. 14 cents on the dollar. That is so sad. It's so sad to me that the majority of this is going to transportation and marketing Mm -hmm. and not even to the person growing the food. Yeah. So... At a farmer's market, it's like 90%. Because, yes, they have to pay a fee to be in the market. And there's, you know, some right. things around that. Um, because, and even with that, as the person who puts together the farmer's market, they have a lot of requirements from the USDA and all of that. Yeah. Of protecting the food and I making bet. sure, you know, things are covered and the right yeah. temperature and all mm-hmm. that. So anyway, there is some cost, but 90% of it's going to your farmer. And that's huge. Wow. Now, I do want to just be real upfront and say it's more expensive as well to buy from the farmer. So I can't go buy everything there. I wish I could. Yeah. But it's worth it to do a few things for sure. Do what you can. Do what you can. That's what I would say. Do what you can. Don't, please don't hear any pressure from us to do what you can. Only get your stuff. And just knowing. And, you know, I'm big on shop local and shop small because I have a tiny, tiny business. Yeah. But um, it does matter in keeping your community going. Sure. And keeping us even, yeah, I don't want to go into the weeds. Listen to the Heirloom Seed episode. But you don't want the big companies running the show with everything regards to our food chain. It's just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And there's also, we keep talking about vegetables and fruits. There's meat that you can buy from, yes. you know, there's meat farmers there yes. as well. Yes. That have a plethora of beautiful choices. Yeah. And again, I can't buy everything like that. Yeah. But um, maybe you, you know, just do what you can. We'll yeah. just leave it at that. Do what you can. I'm glad you mentioned meat because I forgot to mention that. I've bought meat before. Again, I paid a lot more 
there than but I thought of it as my local butcher yeah. instead. So I didn't care compare it to a local butcher versus the farmers market. I'm just saying it was a lot more versus my grocery store. Yeah. Um tasted Again, great. fresher, tasted probably great. Yeah. likely even more ethical. Yeah. Um and then another category I need to mention before I forget about it is flowers. There's a lot I of I forget about that too. There's flower farms yes. and sometimes we forget that flowers are farms too. In fact, a friend of mine just started a flower business. She has a flower f- farm with her sister Sweet. here in town. And so I would actually love to go live with Meadow Flower Farm um, sometime soon and talk to them about some of the stuff they're growing, what's in season right now. And they do a great job at arranging things. And so they are a participant in farmer's markets. But um, yeah, you're going to see a lot of flowers, fresh cut flowers in cute little mason jars or wrapped yeah. up in pretty paper. Brown or, paper with tied you know. up in string. Yes. <laughs> These are a few. Yeah. Well, I also wanted to mention um, CSA boxes. Oh, yeah. Because a CSA box, that's a community supported agriculture box. It can be vegetables or meat. Yes. Um, But that is that you are agreeing to get a weekly box or half box most of them that offer mm-hmm. a csa mm-hmm. it's either a box or a half box yeah on a weekly basis um and it's whatever's in season so right. you don't know exactly what you're gonna get you just know it's gonna be a plethora of things yes that are in season so yes. you know it's going to vary even dependent on where you live. And whoever came up with this was brilliant because it's backing the farmer, basically. They, they know at least I'm going to have this many boxes yes. sold. And it lets them do things with their land with sort of a guarantee that at least some of it's going to get purchased. Right. So let's say they already know that they have one product that's a lot more popular than another. Well, at least their lesser popular item is going to get used. used. It's not going to rot. Yeah. 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 And so there's less risk on their part. That's right. From the farmer's part. Yeah. To- and even just knowing that they have that to fall back on. I mean, dependent on, you know, no matter what happens with if they, if they have lose part of a crop or something, they're going to have yeah. um, that little backing yeah. of their people. Yeah. Um, and I know for some people that, can be intimidating, like, I don't know what to do with turnips, or I don't know what right. to do with these things in the box. It just, it can be an adventure sure. that you learn to try new things. And even a lot of these farms will even email you recipes, like, hey, here's oh, some cool. things that, you know, will be in your box this week. So try this yeah, smoothie, or try this, that you yeah. know, so yeah. that you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to try it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would say even if, especially if you have kids, what an adventure! Like this could be educational yes. for you, and you could bring them into it. That's and then right. Just another one of those stops in life of thank you for Google. Like <laughs> that's right. I'm thankful for Google today because I don't I know. know what to do with this. I sometimes have done recipes where I'm like turnip, onion, um, beet. That's what you're searching. I just put that in there, and then it'll bring me up. Like, okay, here's something you can do with those three things. It's just like having a built-in chef. It's wild. I mean, they're not going to cook it for you, but <laughs> not that good. <laughs> they'll advise you. <laughs> yeah. And then I think on average, what I saw was CSAs tend to be between three and five hundred dollars for about four months. Okay, that sounds right. So, um, 
you know, you could look at your own grocery budget and see, you know, what you're already spending. Maybe this even works out to be close to that if you've got a big family. Who knows? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well. CSAs are cool. It is. And I, I, I like how you even said bringing your kids into it. You could say, oh, my gosh, y'all, these are, you know, rutabagas. Let's look up. Yeah. What we can do with it and yeah. y'all pick which one you want to make. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Let's all learn together. <laughs> <laughs> we can all Google it. That's cool. Good point. And yeah, that's that's definitely an integrated part of most farmers markets these days. Yes. You see the little CSA pickups. So some other things that you would definitely see across the South right now in farmers markets, uh, onions, lots of onions, spring onions, red onions, uh, we mentioned carrots, yellow squash, tomatoes. Y'all, if you have not tried a Cherokee purple heirloom tomato, <sighs> buy Anna, it. All you need is to put it on a sandwich with, I mean, I'm not even a lover of all things tomato, but like a good Cherokee purple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so good. Uh, what else? Mushroom. We saw mushrooms. Yeah, some fun ones too. Yeah. All kinds of berries. I think we're about out of strawberry season or we're pretty close to it it's about to be high blueberry season right now peas i mentioned purple whole peas yeah we saw some fun different varieties of peas um, actually of we field saw, peas and stuff we saw white crowder peas yes if yeah. you don't know what to do with peas go back and listen to episode three of this <laughs> season peas, yes. I'll, I'll link to it but we discussed all kinds of field peas well one other tip i wanted to give was um often the best things that you'll like at the farmer's market, if you're walking around, you don't have these favorite people you always buy from yet. You're just sure. kind of intimidated. Right. One little tip I like to give is look for, um, like, let's say you're looking for some wonderful lettuce. You're okay. going to see a lot of different people with lettuce. Yes. But if there's one person that only has different kinds of grains, they just have lettuce, Swiss chard. This is so smart. Um, kale. That's it. That's probably what they're really good at. Yes. I like where you're going here. When you mentioned onions, if there's somebody and all they have is shallots and ramps and yeah. all these different kinds of onions, they know get onions. them from them. Yeah. If there's somebody and all they have is berries and melons, they probably have really good berries and you're melons. You're so smart. I thought you were going to say, if you don't know where to go, go to where the line is. <laughs> well, that's works probably out. a good point. <laughs> but I like this approach. But I think, you know. Somebody that's specializing. sticking with what they do well. Yeah. Is often a good starting point. Yeah. That's so true. And maybe a smaller farm, too, that could use your help yeah, even yeah, more versus true. the one maybe on the end that that's has... True. A like big, a whole produce following. section yeah. and a long line. That's great too. Yeah. But if you are truly, your heartstrings are pulled, you <laughs> yes, know, and you're yes. wanting to support the the little man, then yeah, that's cool. Um, let's see. What else? I didn't mention anything dairy-wise, but there's plenty of dairy. Oh, yeah. Milk in and fact, eggs and cheese. we have a local dairy here in Franklin called Hatcher Dairy Um that is just been on a reality show and I really would like to see it. I don't get this channel, National Geographic Wild. Okay. But I would love to It's kinda like get a documentary they did. Uh-huh. Yeah. About their yeah. fully functioning dairy. Yeah. I mean they do meat and cheese and yeah. butter and eggs and all the things. I haven't tried it, but I've heard their chocolate milk is out oh, of this world. Gosh, ridiculous. Which sounds amazing. Um, I have a friend whose daughter works there. So during the pandemic, she was having to go into work sometimes. And oh, I wow. a couple of times placed an order and she would bring, you know, just on her way home. 
You're lucky. And I would Venmo her. Like, yeah. here's for my eggs and That's amazing. Cheese. And, you know, again, it does cost a little bit more, but the flavor's so good. Right. I couldn't buy everything there, but yum. That's awesome. One other tip, um, just something I like to mention, is in regards to washing your vegetables and oh, fruit. Yeah, good I just point. thought I would throw this out there. Um, now, there's certain things you're going to see, or maybe I should say not see, on your farmer's market veggies that you'll get at the grocery store. And that is that wax that's on your food. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like on your apples? Oh, or yeah. It has that wax, wax. on there. Yeah. We could go into all of that. A lot of the stuff that's done to the food that's at the grocery store is for shelf life. Yeah. It's so gross. And they yeah. do. <laughs> they do things to make the color nice. Yes. Not the taste. I'm thinking of apples no specifically when you're saying that. Is there another produce item that you've seen? Well, that a I lot? think a lot of things have that, but you know, definitely notice it on apples. Okay. So what I have found is an easy thing to do, particularly in regards to apples, is just wash them all right away. Okay. When you get home instead of as I go. Okay. I now, like to just wash them all with apples. Yeah. Some produce you don't want to. Oh, actually, a lot of produce you like. You don't want to do berries. That. Wash them as you go. It. Yeah, yeah. They'll but with apples, totally. I yeah. love to just wash them all in the sink. So I just plug the sink, fill okay. it full of water, and put one part white vinegar to okay. four parts water. Okay. So I had my white vinegar, just a big yeah, big thing of it. Yeah. I clean with it too. Yeah. So just put some in there. Wash all of them. Yeah. At one time. And that vinegar will help get that wax off if it came from the yes. grocery store. But just find a way to that's whatever a, works best for what you bought to get it all point. cleaned off. But it won't have as much of that gunkety stuff on it if it's from mm-hmm. the farmer's market. Right. As it does it from the grocery store. True. Vinegar is like a cure-all. It is by the buy in bulk for sure. Oh, and then a- add in apple cider vinegar to the mix, and it does. It's the cure all for the body. That's true. I feel like it's true. I just thought of one other thing that you asked a farmer, which was so good that I forgot to mention. Which was if there's part of the vegetable, let's say that the farmer's telling you how to cook it or how to do something with it, be sure and ask if you can do something with the stems. With the other part. Or with yeah. the other part that they're not pointing to or referring to. Because <laughs> sometimes it's great oftentimes to saute it or yeah. something. Yeah, with those badger flame beets, what I noticed was that the greenery at the top reminded me of chard a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, um, I'm just curious, can you saute that and she was like absolutely yeah I think a lot of farmers too just like a lot of people that have been in the same business or trade for so long they just forget that some of this stuff isn't intuitive oh right right you know because she was probably thinking of course use everything and we're like we don't know like isn't that funny (laughs) well so in regards to juicing that's one thing I love when I'm in a groove with my juicing is I'll juice so much yeah of what I otherwise would throw in the trash or the compost. That's amazing. In the compost right now. But anyway, for instance, celery. Mm-hmm. I just want to eat the nice, crunchy sure. middle part. I want the, yeah. All that fluffy stuff yeah. on the edges or the real white part. Right. But yeah. if you throw that in the juicer, you're getting celery juice out of that stuff. That's awesome. You know, yeah. so I feel like it's just no way. I hate waste. I do too. I do too. Yeah, so be sure and ask, you know, especially if it's a new produce item used to if there's other parts to it that are 
good to be used in other ways. Or, so. pri- or try something and say, hey, you may saute it and be like, this is nasty. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, I want, I do want to make sure everybody knows we are on Instagram at Steel Magnolias Podcast because we're going to post a ton of pictures this week Yay, of from our produce. Finds. Yes. Um, and we'll be putting up something as soon as we get details about um, some of these just farmers that we want to even go further with like the flower farm so yeah lots of pretty pictures there and interesting um produce but if you've got interesting produce tag us in your pictures Please. too i'd love to and know tell us what you do with it if you tried something or if you just found out something grows in your area that you've never had until next time peace be with you and also with y'all <laughs>